Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. All right, so this is number nine in our continuing series of episodes on Mr. L. Ron Hubbard's famous Administrative Scale of Importances, or Admin Scale for short. And we've been uh, digging in on the fourth level of the scale, which is planning. So we've covered goals, that's the first level, purposes, that's the second level, policy, that's the third level, and we have been on planning. This is our third episode, we've done two so far. This is going to be the final one on planning. So in effect, we have a series within a series. Approaching the subject of the admin scale, it's a, it's a pretty big subject. So some of these levels of the scale are taking more than one episode to cover, and planning is certainly one of them. You know, I, I really wasn't very sure how we were going to pull this off. Covering the entire admin scale, which is a very, very embraceive subject, it covers many, many elements of management, how we were going to cover this in 20, 25-minute episodes, but we're... we're we're making pretty good progress. We're not doing too badly. Judging from the steady stream of wins and successes from the listeners, which, by the way, I invite you to keep them coming. I mean, we do appreciate them. It gives us uh, inspiration to continue to record these episodes for you. So uh, don't hesitate to leave your comments or write us at info at org. But we've been getting a lot of input from this admin scale series. So clearly it's something you have been wanting us to cover, so we're happy to be covering it. But it's it's been pretty challenging. It's a little bit like uh, asking us to do a podcast on how to build a house. It's not complicated, but there's a lot to know about it, and it's not going to get adequately covered in just, you know, 125-minute audio. But this final episode on planning, I'm going to give you a checklist from Mr. Hubbard that covers you. No matter your level of certainty or lack of confidence as a planner or your ability to plan, if you use this checklist, you cannot really miss. Proper planning, getting good at planning, it takes practice. It takes doing it. But if you ever want to achieve your goals or your dreams, you need to master this know-how. How do you map your course? Your goal is your long-term objective. That's the top of your admin scale. And then you've got, of course, your purposes, which are your motivation. They're the sub-goals over specific activities uh, that lead towards your goal, specific responsibilities. And then you've got your policies, which are your guidelines. But where is the roadmap? The general description of how you're going to get there. That's your plans. That's your planning. And the most embraceive planning that coordinates all the rest of the actions you take to get to your goal in all different areas, uniting such things as I've got to work on marketing, I've got to work on hiring, I've got to work on training, I've got to work on delivery, I've got to work on service, all these various elements or aspects of whatever the activity is that you're engaged in, that's your strategy, that's your strategic plan, because it's it's the umbrella that covers all the other planning you do. As we descend on the admin scale to the next levels below planning, you will get into what Mr. Hubbard refers to as more tactical planning, your programs, your projects. But this level, planning, 
This is where you devise, this is where you create your overall strategic plan or strategy. I know some of you listeners, from what you've been writing us, are actually working on your admin scale as you're listening to the series, and that's a really, really good idea. So now is the time to sharpen your pencil, sharpen your tablet or your laptop, whatever you're using, start lining out your plan, and then you want to make sure that every point in the checklist I'm about to relay to you is checked off. So this is probably an episode where you're going to have to stop it and write a note down, or you have access to the article, then you won't need to do that, the original article. But this is a checklist, and you need to know the various points. You need to note them down, and you need to make sure that each point is in and they're covered. So the reference we're drawing this from is an article from Mr. Hubbard entitled Checklist for a Strategic Plan and is dated 9 January 1983. So he starts it out this way. He says, those writing strategic plans, as well as those passing them, have the responsibility for ensuring. Now, it's interesting he says here, you know, remember how uh, in our earlier episodes we talked about policy, and policy has to be cleared by top management, by the goal finder, literally. Like if you are establishing a company, if you're establishing uh, anything, and uh, you're setting the goals, and you're setting some of the purposes and so forth, you need to be the clearinghouse for all policies. You can't have independently set policy. Well, you can't have independently set planning either. People can set up plans. They can write plans, but they need to be cleared by top management. Otherwise, they're not going to be coordinated. Somebody could create some plan that's, got, that's going way off the rails. It's not the direction you want that uh, group or movement or organization to go in. And uh, yeah you got to be alert for that, just like you've got to be alert for counter-policy. Counter-policy tends to be more subtle. And uh, we covered that earlier in the earlier episodes before these ones on planning. But plans can also be devised and then not coordinated because they were devised at a lower level and not cleared by the strategy planning clearing group, such as a board of directors or a founder of an organization. Okay, so he says here, those writing strategic plans, as well as those passing them, have the responsibility for ensuring, one, that strategic plans are correct and will handle what they're designed to handle. That's number one. Number two, that strategic planning is done to handle existing situations. So, yeah, if you're in that authorizing body, you better demand that that planning is done, see that that planning is done. And three, that no situation or goal requiring strategic planning is left uncovered by an overall plan for its handling. So the other responsibility for those who are writing strategic plans or authorizing them, you better make sure that every strategic plan is, that is needed by that group or organization is being produced, is being drawn up. All right, that's not the checklist. That's just three points that those writing plans or clearing plans, these are three responsibilities that they have. That the plans are correct and will handle what they're designed to handle, that the planning is done to handle existing situations, and that there's no situation left not addressed by a strategic plan if it's needed. Those three responsibilities. All right, let's get into the checklist. So we're just going to go through this checklist point by point. Uh, I'll try to give you some examples to illustrate the point. The first point on the checklist is one, 
A, this actually breaks down to three pieces here. We've got one A, has the strategic plan been preceded by correct observation of the situation to be handled? Now, that is, that's probably number one A for a reason, because all planning has to be based on correct observation. If you are uh, trying to resolve an income situation, for example, for an organization, and you are being told by your salespeople that the marketing is terrible and thus you start devising a strategic plan to handle marketing when the real situation is that the salespeople don't know how to sell or there's an unethical element within the sales team or what have you, you're going to write a strategic plan that is not based on correct observation. So that's obviously not going to work. So that's 1A. 1B is... Is it a valid situation? All right, we're going to do a plan. We're going to rework our strategic planning for our marketing. And we've been told that there is a situation we've observed. Okay, yeah, it's true. It could be probably updated. Is it a valid situation? I don't know. It seems we're still getting response. Still seems to be a, an effective campaign. I don't know if we're ready to roll out a new campaign just now. You have to confirm that it is a valid situation. C, this is 1C, has all the applicable data been examined? Now, that's for sure. That's, that's a good one to put on your checklist. Like, okay, good. We have observed a situation. It is a valid situation. But have we looked at all the applicable information before you authorize a strategic plan or before you decide to yourself this strategic plan is complete? Let's see if there's any more applicable data. Like, let's just, just to be sure, let's just see how the phones are being handled. Let's just see what, where does the incoming mail go to? Where does the incoming emails and the reaches, how does that get handled? Let's just make sure we have all the applicable data. Holy smoke. Here's a bunch more information. The, yeah, we do have a situation where a lot of these leads are being left untended to because nobody really quite knows what to do with this particular category, let's say, of leads or reaches from your marketing, you're going to go, well, we better include a handling of that in our strategic plan. So do we have all the applicable information? Okay, that's step number one of this checklist. Number two, is there a clear and comprehensive statement of the situation the plan is designed to handle? Now, we're handling income for the organization. We've noticed we've had a significant leveling off or dropping off of income. And now we are devising a strategy to handle that income situation. How is it expressed? What have, based on our observation, what is the situation? Turns out it's not really a marketing situation. It's more of a sales situation. Okay, well, what kind of a sales situation is it? Is it that we have uh, incompetent hiring of salespeople, incompetent training of salespeople, incompetent uh, monitoring of salespeople? Do we have uh, false reports amongst our salespeople telling us that certain contacts have been made that haven't been made? Uh, are they giving false promises to the customers that's causing refunds? Whatever that is, you got to dig it all up. That's, that's the, your first step of the checklist. Your second is, how has it been expressed? So let's just say, for instance, this situation could be inadequate hiring and training of qualified salespeople has led to unusual and criminal solutions to make sales quotas. That could be your express situation. And now you're going to devise a plan to deal with that. All right. 
Okay, so now the next point on the checklist is this. Number three, is there a clear statement of the purpose to be achieved? Okay, we've now verified that the plan is addressing a correct observation and isolated a correct situation. We have a situation, say, of an incompetent, unethical sales team deriving from inadequate hiring and training of our sales force. Something along those lines is our expression of the situation. Okay. Well, is there a clear statement of the purpose to be achieved? All right. So, so what are we trying to do with this, this year strategic plan? Okay. Our objective, our purpose is to create uh, an expanding, competent, and ethical sales force that will forward the purposes and goals of the organization. Something along those lines. Okay, so there's now, that's a pretty clear statement of the purpose. See how Mr. Hubbard is tying in purpose with planning. And these things all have to line up. And he's going to revisit this again and again. Here's number four. He says, is the purpose as stated based on and consistent with the situation? Yeah, it sure is. Because we've discovered that we have uh, a criminal sales force that has developed because we have very poor hiring procedures. And so we're feeling like we're stuck with the salespeople we have because we don't have enough people applying. So, and we have our training process for them. Our monitoring process for them is, uh, is inadequate. So here we are, we're stuck with these guys. And, uh, some of them should have been let go probably a long time ago. So we are now checking, is this purpose that we've now devised for this planning? Does it, does it align with the situation that we discovered? Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, we've got a problem with our salespeople, and this purpose will resolve that problem, okay? It resolves that situation. So that's number four. Is the purpose as stated based on and consistent with the situation? Number five, is the purpose broad enough and stated in sufficiently broad terms so that when achieved, it will not only handle the situation, but result in increased viability? Yeah, it sure will. We start putting together a competent, expanding, well-trained sales force that is being correctly monitored to make sure that there is no criminal activity, that we're not going to get a bunch of refunds through a lot of false promises and so on. Yeah, that's going to resolve the situation. And it's also going to increase the viability of our organization. That's point number five of the checklist. We're checking that off. And yes, it will achieve that. Good. That's a pass on checklist item five. Number six, is the strategic plan itself aligned to and consistent with the purpose? Now we're kind of I haven't gotten any of this jotted down, but you're starting to get the idea. Yeah, this plan uh, with increasing the, you know, the research on the personnel pools, where do we find the kind of salespeople we're looking for? What techniques or um, sales technology are we going to be training them on? How are we going to um, monitor their production? All these things is now being covered in this brand new strategic plan. I would say that these steps that we're taking does align and is consistent with the purpose. It's not like you've got some random aspect of the plan that doesn't align, like, okay, make sure that all your salespeople are male or something like that. Like, what's that got to do with the situation we found? What's that got to do with the ethics level and the competence in the, uh, of our salespeople? You know, put them all in a uniform. Why would we be doing that? The, the, How is that relevant to the situation? that they're now all dressed a certain way when we're doing all phone sales. So you get the idea. You don't want to put in aspects of this 
planning that really don't align and are not consistent with the purpose. Point number seven, checklist item seven, is the plan clearly expressed and understandable? This is so important. It, it's going to end up, when we get to orders on the admin scale, we're going to get into clarity of communication. But it's, it's pretty easy to figure out that you can't write a plan that no one can understand. So uh, when you write a plan... You also want to read it from the perspective of those who are going to be implementing it to make sure it's clear and understandable. Point number eight, does the plan include a strategy that will actually and effectively implement the purpose and swiftly get it rolling in the physical universe? Let's review our plan now and make sure, okay, what are the steps we're taking and will they actually handle the situation? Uh, Yes, we do have a very competent marketing Uh, aspect to this plan that will increase the flow of applicants of salespeople because part of the problem we're running into is that we're not getting enough applicants. So we feel like we we, we have to hang on to people we know we should be getting rid of. This plan does address that. Our training has been a little bit hit and miss. This plan does include targets to make sure or more aspects which make sure that uh, we have done the research to discover an effective sales training procedure and uh, so on. So you want to make sure that uh, this plan includes things, the strategy that will actually effectively implement the purpose. So if we put all those things in, we will achieve our purpose of a more ethical, competent sales force that will, will do the job we're asking them to do. Okay. Nine, is the proposed strategy actually clever and bright enough to achieve the purpose? Remember from our earlier episode, the one before this one, that the ideas have to be brighter to the degree that resources are not available. The more resources you have, the less bright you have to be. You know, if you've got plenty of resources to throw at a problem, it generally means that your ideas do not have to be as bright, but they certainly need to be bright. They certainly need to be clever. So you want to read over this plan that you either authored or you're authorizing, and you want to make sure, okay, is this clever and bright enough to achieve the purpose? Yeah, we've decided that we're going to actually research uh, other successful companies and discover where the personnel pools are to find the salespeople we're looking for, uh, that are the quality we're looking for. We're not just going to broadly, broad shoot, ask for salespeople. We're actually going to do a little more research to find out who are our target public for this campaign to recruit salespeople. Uh, That's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. We're now looking into... If we're going to communicate out there that we are looking for salespeople, who do we want to communicate to? And uh, the fact that the planning actually narrows down the target to certain groups you might be looking for. Uh, If you're selling a health product, you might get smart and go, all right, let's start promoting to people who uh, subscribe to uh, health magazines or who uh, are members of, uh, who are, you know, we could put up notices to customers of the local health food stores or uh, ask for mailing lists from the local you know, fitness centers and so on. Uh, we can find people who are more interested in health and uh, might be interested in a sales position. So there's some bright ideas here of how we can access a public who might make a better sales force for us than just putting it uh, out there and, 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 uh, seeing what we get in terms of applicants, people who are you know claim to be competent in sales but have no real interest in health. Let's find people that are are health oriented. Oh, that's a pretty bright idea. Let's go with that. So that would be number nine. Is the proposed strategy actually clever and bright enough to achieve the purpose? Ten. 
Is the plan broad enough to fully accomplish the purpose? Okay. If we do this plan, are we covering everything? Are we covering the hiring? Are we covering the training? Are we covering the monitoring? Are we covering the production incentives to make sure that our salespeople are rewarded based on actual factual sales so that they are incentivized? Uh, no, we left that part out. I don't see anything there to incentivize people. I think we need to review this plan and add a couple more elements into it because it's not quite broad enough to fully accomplish the purpose. We're not rewarding production. So that would be number 10. Is the plan broad enough to fully accomplish the purpose? 11, is it doable? Boy, boy, that's an important one. Great plan, but there's no way in hell we're going to get this one done. It's incorporating resources we don't have. It's saying, okay, we're going to do this big marketing campaign to get all these applicants for salespeople. The marketing campaign is going to cost us $25,000 and we don't have $25,000. So that's not happening. So, you know, look at the plan and make sure it's real and it's doable. Okay. Number 12, does it cover in broad general terms as required in a strategic plan, the major actions and areas which need to be programmed in order to accomplish the purpose. Okay, in our next episode, we're going to start talking about programming because plans are very general and you're not going to be able to execute them as is. You're going to need to lay them out into programs, but you want to make sure that your plans are broad enough that you any area that needs programming to execute and to achieve the plan is covered in that strategic plan. Hope you follow that. But it's got to be broad enough that you can say, okay, from this, I can drive the needed programming. I've got a hiring program. I've got a training program. I have a supervision program on how we're going to supervise these guys to make sure they're producing correctly. And I have an incentive program. So I've got these four. Yes, if I get this plan is broad enough with those programs, we'll be able to achieve the purpose and head towards the goal. All right. So it's pretty broad. We like, we like this plan for that reason. Okay. Number 13, where it uses any of the other tools of management, does it use these correctly? All right, we haven't really talked about the tools of management, but admin scales themselves are tools of management. Mr. Hubbard lays out specific tools. You don't really know what he's referring to here because we've never covered it in a podcast, but I will tell you, statistics are a tool. Programs are a tool. Admin scales are a tool. Organizing boards are a tool. These are all tools. And as you become more and more familiar with the Harvard Management System, you'll be able to review your plan and say, yes, we're using the tools we should be using. You know, for the purposes of you uh, reviewing your planning, you've been listening to BusinessWise. You know a lot of these tools. You know about statistics. You know about the various conditions, formulas, and so forth. Make sure that uh, these plans are actually incorporating any other needed tools. For instance, we were talking about drilling here. We've done earlier episodes on drilling. You know, are we actually using what we know in this plan to achieve the purpose? All right. So then um, number 14, does it take existing resources or lack of them into consideration? Yeah, don't create some pie in the sky strategic plan based on resources you don't have. You know, we're going we're gonna to bring all these guys uh, together and train them. We, well, we actually don't have a training room, boss. Well, then how are we going to train them? Well, maybe we're going to have to rent a training room. Well, we're going to find the money for, for doing this. You, you're, you're putting, you know, 20, 30 salespeople together. Maybe we're going to scratch that part of the plan 
that we're going to all do this at once. And maybe the drilling will be done on a one-on-one basis or something like that. So, you know, you're not the, Hey, look at guys, this is pie. We don't have uh, these resources. So we're going to have to revise this part of the strategic plan. It's, it's, it's not realistic, not taking into account our resources or lack of them. All right. 15. Does it include strategic use of lines, terminals, or networks where the need for this is obvious? Yeah. What if you were to create this whole plan that involves IT, for instance, you're going to have to create, uh, you're going to evolve uh, online training for your salespeople. You're going to be using an online service uh, for training your salespeople. And you have not included a very important terminal, which is your IT guy. He's not uh, included in the planning. He's not being briefed on the plan. Uh, you got to make sure that every person on that line that needs to know about that plan or has some aspect of the plan to implement is included in the planning. So there you'd make sure, okay, you know, bring aboard your IT guy, show him the plan, make sure he understands his end of the expansion where he's going to have to set up the uh, facility so that the members are being, so that the salespeople are being trained correctly. Yeah, that's not in here. We're, we're not even talking about the IT guy. Let's make sure that's incorporated in the plan. Whatever, uh, these are our resources. Terminals are resources. Their lines are resources, the things that they do for you. So you want to make sure that that's covered in your plan as well. That's number 15. All right, 16. Does it include the use of surveys and or PR, which stands for public relations, handling, where these are obviously indicated by the situation? Yeah, look. How are we going to run this campaign into our sales force? You're all a bunch of dogs. And uh, we're going to start implementing these draconian uh, laws to make sure that you guys behave yourselves and you're not doing destructive things and, you know, pissing off our prospects and our uh, customers. So, you know, is that the right way we want to implement this? Or should we use a bit more of a public relations approach, you know? What are you guys running into and how can we improve the scene? And uh, let's position it with that. Let's use a little, little bit of public relations. We've done a lot of earlier episodes on public relations. You might want to review those. 17, does it tend to collapse purpose and tactical planning and omit the needed strategy? If so, it needs correction. So uh, you can see here that the strategic plan is a step between purpose and what Mr. Albert calls tactical planning, which would be more the step-by-step targets you're needing to do at the lower echelons. Let's say your hiring uh, team has a tactical plan, and uh, they're supposed to uh, do the research to find their target market. They're supposed to uh, survey that target market. And there's, you know, this is for hiring now we're talking about. We're not talking about looking for customers. We're talking about hiring, marketing for hiring. And uh, we have a purpose on the admin scale. We have this tactical work being done at the hiring echelon, but there's no strategy in between. So their actions could therefore be uncoordinated with the training area, for instance, which is falling way behind. No one's doing adequate training or there's no monitoring of the sales force. There's no way to measure their uh, effectiveness or their viability. And uh, there's no incentives uh, you, you just, your planning was a little bit brush off. You didn't cover enough. It's not uh, comprehensive enough. And so you've collapsed your purpose and your tactical planning. You've omitted the strategy. So you want to make sure that your planning is not collapsing purpose and tactical, but is covering all the needed 
coordination and strategizing that needs to be done. It's that simple. All right, 18, final one here. Does the strategic plan effectively bridge between purpose and tactical so that it can be used for coordination in tactical planning and serve as an orientation point for precisely targeted actions? This is such a great point of the checklist to end off on because it really does segue beautifully into our next episode on programming. Programming is breaking down your planning into tactical targets. We're going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 in sequence. This is our program, and this is coordinated. We're doing this part over here in hiring while they're doing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 over here in training. And over here in management, they're doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven to make sure they're monitoring the salespeople correctly. And then uh, we have over here in finance, for instance, we've now implemented a bonus system. And then we do that with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We've got those break the breakdown of the targets. But if the plan is not comprehensive enough, if it doesn't bridge between the purposes that you're trying to achieve and all the tactical planning required, you may find a whole area that's, uh, that's missing. We were talking about the IT part. You know, what about uh, we did the whole strategic plan looks beautiful, except for we haven't really covered what's needed in terms of IT. You know, do we have enough terminals, uh, computer terminals? Do are, are the guys, is this growing sales force going to have a proper sales network? Are they going to have a, a contact relationship management software program that aligns with the training that we're doing and the uh, statistical systems that we're using to monitor their productivity? Did we include? No, we left out this whole part uh, of information technology that we need. I have to be careful about using the word technology here because we use technology in, in the context of management. Here we're talking about technology in the area of information technology. Do we Have we taken that into consideration? Are we using the available resources uh, to create a proper IT element in this strategy? No, we, we actually haven't even looked at that. I haven't even talked about that. We were so focused on not hiring a bunch of criminals and getting them properly trained and drilled so that they're not resorting to unusual solutions to create sales. Uh, and we started incentivizing them, but we never really thought about, well, what kind of an IT system are we using? Are we using a CRM? And uh, does this align with our marketing campaign? Whoops, let's go back through our strategy again and make sure that we're covering all that. Okay, that came up on the very final point of the checklist. Does the strategic plan effectively bridge between purpose and tactical so that it can be used for coordination in tactical planning and serve as an orientation point for precisely targeted actions? Nope, it doesn't because we never included this information technology aspect. So let's put that in. Let's revise the planning. Let's expand it. Good. We just reviewed our strategic plan, boss, and they line up. All these points line up on this checklist. We we're able to check off every point on this checklist. It fulfills every point there. Well, you've got a pretty sound strategic plan. If you put it through that checklist, uh, any plan you devise is, uh, is going to get you there. It's going to move you in the right direction. And if you don't do it, then uh, you're probably going to have a, an inadequate plan that just never seems to get done. And uh, you might make some sort of faltering progress towards your goals and purposes. Uh, any planning is going to be better than no planning. 
But if you really do it correctly and you check off every point of this checklist, you've got a winner there. All right. Okay. We went quite a bit on this. This is, tends to be what's happening with this admin scale series. Uh, I, I pushed to wrap up planning so we can get on with programming. That's going to be our next episode. But uh, if you've listened to these three episodes on planning and you follow them pretty closely, you should come up with some pretty sound planning for yourself. So good luck. And um, thank you very much for listening. We'll talk again next week on the next level of the admin scale, which is programs. <laughs>